do some cross training, right? You have your really good goalie and then cross train. If that goalie is not here on vacation, stand here, let ball hit you in the face to prevent a goal if you need, right? I'm using a funny example, but do some cross training so that you are not so vulnerable, okay? So it doesn't mean you're not gonna be vulnerable at all. So do some cross training of different team members. This is Growth in Dentistry, a dental intelligence podcast where we ask the question, what does growth in dentistry look like to you? I'm Katie Polson, a dental hygienist and your host. Welcome to another episode of Growth in Dentistry. I'm so happy that you're here. I am too. <laughs> That's Curtis Marshall that you hear uh, if you're just listening today. Before we get started, I wanted to ask to join, ask you to join our Facebook dental intelligence community. Come join like-minded data nerds uh, and learn from one another. And if you wouldn't, would you be so kind to go and rate and review our podcast? I personally read every one of them and I enjoy doing it. So go ahead and do that for us. I'd like to introduce again, my co-host today is Curtis Marshall. He's been with me lots of times before and I'm glad to have him again with me today. He's Hopefully my good buddy. a few more times in the future if she'll yeah. have me. <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's debatable. Um, and he's gonna introduce our, our guest today, which yeah. is so exciting. Well, I mean, what? Nacho! <laughs> uh, if you don't know about Paul Goodman yet, I'm sorry. Uh, first off, he is everything Philly has ever wanted. Uh, he's born right, I think, born there, right? I'm in the Northeast. I started in New Jersey, but I spent the last two decades in Philly, so I'm, okay. I'm it's my home. So, yeah, it's home's Philly. I mean, Ben Franklin's from there, he went to Ben Franklin's <laughs> school. Uh, everything about Philadelphia is Paul Goodman, he is a dentist. Uh, he's acquired and sold and uh owns practices. Uh, it, he is everything dental and what he's done is really wrap that around a dental nacho brand he's got the guacamole club i may i may have killed that a little bit but he's got a, a lot of different uh, scenarios surrounding nachos and we're really excited to have him on today to discuss what growth in dentistry looks like to paul goodman yeah exciting it's very exciting for me especially since as just you know uh and very new hygienist I've been following, Dental Nachos, for a very long time. If you're time. not following him yet, go on Facebook so, and Instagram and all that. So this is like, as a dental nerd, as like a dental nerd, this is a big deal for me. So I'm really Thank excited. <laughs> um, yeah, but so we're continuing our conversation on teen member troubles, which um, we are so lucky to be able to have you because with over 35,000 followers on Dental Nachos, your podcast, your team management of your own pro of your own practices and your training of people, uh, your exposure to the staffing dilemma is probably greater than a lot of other dentists out there. And I'm sure you have a lot to uh, validating points to give to us. So given your diverse background and your extent of interaction with people all over the country, what are your overall impressions of um, team member troubles? that you have like what's what do you think is causing it great, great question really glad to be here i got to meet curtis in person hope get to meet you in person uh yeah. katie much as i've done on facebook face to face is really my favorite thing mm -hmm. so i think it's great that we have this blended world of being able to talk on zoom but also meet in person and i think it's such a great topic i want to start off i'm usually thought of as very positive so i'd like to start off with uh, my failed dreams in life so my parents told me <laughs> i could do anything but I wanted to dunk a basketball and I couldn't do that. So mom and dad, you had lied to me because you can't be anything you want to be. I wanted to play the NBA. I love the Sixers, love Dr. J. And the reason I'm using this as an example is if you think of teams like sports, I played a lot of sports growing up. 
from basketball, soccer, and football. And my daughter's playing soccer right now. All these sports take a tremendous amount of skill to play, but the team aspect of them is all different. So in soccer, if you don't have a goalie, you can just say, hey, Curtis, stand in goal and try not to let the ball go through. And that's better than not having a goalie at all. But in football, if we ask you to hold the snap for a field goal, you could mess up the entire operation if you don't line up right. So football is an incredibly complex sport. Soccer is more simplistic for more people to play. The reason with team member troubles, I find, is that we are more like a football team. Mm. You need like 11 people who know all these specific things to make the world go. And I think dentists, you know, it's kind of a popular term, gaslighting, right? They gaslight dentists and say, just hire someone with a great personality. But well, they have a great personality and no idea what they're doing. So that's not helpful to us in moving forward. And over the pandemic, we have lost experienced team members in my office for a variety of reasons, some poignant, some health challenges, some have to stay home with their families, some realize that dentistry wasn't for them anymore. One thing I'd like to share in this moment is, I don't know why we judge so much when people change careers from dentistry and not in other fields. People go from being a lawyer to a chef, they write books about it. Someone leaves the dental industry and we think it's like a failure, right? We're some weird cult, right? So I don't think it should be that way. So I think we should be authentic in how if our team members move on, good, bad, indifferent, poignant, we have to deal with it now on our football team. So I think the trouble has come from not having our experienced trained people from front desk, hygienists, and dental assistants, especially dental assistants in my life, as the trouble. And so that's my long-winded Paul answer of we're a football team. And we got a lot of positions that require a lot of specific skill and they're hard to onboard. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I, it really is. I speak, I speak to that a lot because as a hygienist, and I speak about this a lot to other hygienists, my role is not just to scrape crap off of piece, people's teeth all day. I mean, I, I answer phones. I, 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 I get people numb. I, I do everything it, right. it, there and in between. And it's taken, you know, 20 years of working in the industry to be able to really know how to do all of that. You know what I mean? And so on, on top of that, I, I was one of those guys that the dentist said, Hey, you got a good personality, uh, decent personality. <laughs> uh, come work in our dental office and help us take care of the patients. Right. And from that though, I really grabbed on and understood what treatment was yeah. found out that sealants are not just for kids, Yeah, you know, found, yeah. realized all this information and it's okay for the dental industry to bring that in. But if someone leaves, we outcast them. Super interesting. I, there. I really like that. That's, it, what that tells me, if that's what's happening yeah. is that we can't improve ourselves. If I'm worried that what Katie's going to do. Yeah. yeah. There's right? a lot of insecurity part of it. I, I, I don't know why. I mean, there's a lot of weaknesses, I have in life, my wife will tell you all about them. I lose my AirPods while I'm wearing them. I can't cook anything. I can't, I can't put things together. I don't know technology that well. People don't understand that. My team has to do it, but I'm very, try to be a non-judgmental person is how I was raised as much as I can. And, you know, I just think that this is a time in earth that's so challenging. And the more we can support people, the better. And we don't, what's good for one person, good for another. So if someone's a dentist, they want to now become a broker. Someone's a hygienist and they now want to try working for Dental Intel. We should just mm -hmm. support them in that journey. But also like our self-interest is, but so here's, I don't, I'm not that good of a person. You want to know why? So one of the worst things that happened to me over the pandemic, our amazing babysitter, Morgan, okay, she worked with us three days a week. 
She helped us through the pandemic because we had little house on the kitchen table. My wife's homeschooling our six-year-old. My three-year-old, I got to take her out of the house and sing and listen to Frozen soundtrack. So Morgan was like an angel in our lives. She worked with us for six months, three days a week. So she comes to me, us in May of 2021 and said, hey guys, I really want to expand my network. I've been from Philadelphia. I've decided at you know, age, I think 23, I'm going to move to San Diego and you know, make some new friends and try a new career. And I said, oh man, Morgan, I think San Diego's closed. You can't go there. <laughs> because I had so much self-interest, right? Yeah. So what's also crazy, so I want to make sure I'm giving the context right. As a general, we should, shouldn't shout out, don't leave dentistry, but I understand the self-interest because if my hygienist came to me tomorrow and said, I want to start baking bread, I said, why don't you do that next year, right? We still need you for a year because I had self-interest in Morgan staying and she's still amazing. She came with us to the dental festival, but you know, she went to live her best life but left us with a weak position in our family dynamic, which was hard to fill. So I also wanna make sure that it's not like, I just look at it in this hokey way, live your best life, because yeah. I know if my dental assistant came to me and needed to leave, which has happened, it's incredibly disruptive to the team in so many levels. Yeah. And I think the more we talk about this, like you guys are doing is really important. Yeah. I, I love that you said that. I just, you were talking, I was thinking about like watching my dad train up an assistant who he loved. Right. And they got like, you get to a certain point where you're like, you don't even have to think, they just know what you need. Yeah. And then they move on. You know, it really, it got, if it affected him at home, you know, it affected yeah. every part of his, of his day. And it's hard to continue to hire people and invest in them as a person and really want to like, love them. Like it, you yeah. would uh, and be a good boss again and again and again, knowing they're just going to leave up to move on to greener pastures. Like it is, it's, it's heart-wrenching. So that is, that is hard, but with a small curveball here for both, both in the, both these scenarios, how often do we hear you can't run this practice without me? Yeah. Right. right. So it's almost like the owners or uh, managers in the, within the practice at times either feel like, Oh, you can't leave or, Oh, I, I, I can't let you go yeah. at the same token, right? So there, really interesting. You don't see that in many other industries, but dental. It's, yeah, there's a, a general term. I don't like when people use dramatic terms to assign things that are non-dramatic. Because when people say, hold Ooh. someone host, hold someone hostage. I read Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. And he was One a of my hostage favorites. negotiator. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't like when people pretend like, hold someone hostage. When you really talk about that, we're talking about some very serious life and death issues. Yeah. We're not talking about a front desk team member asking for a $2 raise, right? That's not hostage, right? That's not hostage, right? So, but there is this, this, you know, this, I've said people go, oh, I treat my team like family. I, they say that, right? I treat my team like family. You're from a dental family and I'm from a dental family. I say, okay, you guys fight after five days of being together because that's what we do on vacation. And I say <laughs> that in a funny way because the family dynamic, sometimes people just romanticize. I treat them like family. Well, sometimes me and my brother are angry with each other. Or sometimes when my dad was alive, we would have arguments and we would have them with the context of foundation of love and respect. But I wanted to just bring this up as we move forward that, I believe more people should be able to test out what it feels like to be in the dental industry before they sign up long-term. Mm -hmm. And I can give you an example with the New, Jer New Jersey State Police, what they do, because I think we should have these boot camp style things where we let people, and we'll pay them something to really feel the energy of what it's like in a dental office. And after two weeks say, do you think this is right for you? Because I think a lot of people from the outside also have no idea what it feels like behind the scenes. Of the no office. idea. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Or, or they think, hey, I can buy a dental practice and I know how to take care of it. Uh, yeah. yeah, good good okay. luck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, did you ever see the greatest? I always say this is one of my um things that's a joke, but not a joke. A dental running a dental practice is like running a dental circus every day where the animals don't try to eat you, just slowly annoy you to death. <laughs> and, and I'm one of the ones in there. I'm annoying myself. I'm not I'm not out of that, right? So it's like when you watch The Greatest Showman, which is one of our favorite movies. You know, I think people, if you want to buy a dental practice, you should go and hang out with a dental practice owner and be like, this is what it feels like. These are the things I have to do. There's rewards, there's challenges, there's awesome parts, annoying parts. So people kind of see the whole circle or full nacho plate, if you will. Yeah. Hey, hey like once it. again, he did it. <laughs> yeah. And ladies. Yeah. Well, it, there's a difference between saying you want to be in dentistry and then what it really feels like to have someone's head in your lap every day, all day long. So I love that. I love that Careful, idea Katie. of having somebody of giving people a chance to try it out. So, uh, okay. Um, so what, so what can the individual practice owner do to kind of set themselves apart? Do you think um, to compete in the market that we have right now, do you have any? Yeah. What ideas? what do they what do they do? Oh. What do we do? So yeah. the issue here yeah. is that people are leaving, right? And or certain team members are leaving. You're mentioning, which I really haven't heard this before, is kind of let them go, right? Hey, be okay with them going. Yeah. Right. But I don't think that's the answer of just letting people go. So what what is what what do? Yeah. You, so I give a really practical. I'll give a practical one and also sort of a conceptual one. Well, one, the practical one, like my dad and your dad and my dad, he was an amazing dad, amazing mentor, amazing dentist, but he was not a particularly good trainer. So he worked with a dental assistant and if his dental assistant was out, it was like the world was coming to an end because he knew you the pen to hear. So one practical. Is, is, your, is your dad Galen Campbell? Because that was yeah, my dad. Right. Oh, that generation okay. of dentists was amazing. They really, my dad had two jobs. He worked at a shoe store and he was a dentist, right? That was it. He worked at a shoe store in high school and he was a dentist. So a lot of the skill sets you need that is becoming popular now, you know, the Dr. Mark Casas of the world, helping people with extreme ownership by Jocko Willick and all these books that our dads didn't get that experience. So they weren't good trainers. So one, do some cross training, right? You have your really good goalie and then cross train. If that goalie is not here on vacation, stand here let ball hit you in the face to prevent a goal if you need, right? I'm using a funny example, but do some cross training so that you are not so vulnerable, okay? So it doesn't mean you're not gonna be vulnerable at all. So do some cross training of different team members. The second one is, now I'll use this example is, don't go on a date and say you like camping because that's what the person wants to hear. And then six months later, you refuse to go camping or you're miserable. So that example is dentists tend to um, do this thing. I don't know what the word is. Uh, they lie. They lie. Here I don't know what office, lying. Yeah, yeah, they lie unintentionally. Here at this office, when they sit in the waiting room with no patients, everybody gets along. We give everybody enough time for procedures. We understand. But really, when you come see behind the scenes, it's different than that. So just be genuine and honest and authentic about what happens behind the scenes, have them come see behind the scenes and say, you know what, we're a PPO office and we believe that we do really good work, but we're more like a Chipotle than a fancy Mexican restaurant. So you're gonna be here and we're gonna be doing cleanings every 40 minutes. Or on the other side, we're a fancy Mexican restaurant and every hygiene appointment is an hour and 15 minutes. And the hygienists take full mouth x-rays and a hygienist talk about occlusion. So if I said to a, I said to a hygienist, and we don't do this too much, but if I said to a hygienist, it's important for you to describe occlusal problems, bite challenges. Already, some are going to feel awkward inside and say, this isn't for me. I'm more for the Chipotle office. So both of those environments can run well. But 
I think you just have to be authentic and use that dating one. You wouldn't say you like camping to someone you're going to marry because you know you're going to be freaking at Yellowstone Park. Now, I'm, that's me. I'm not a camper. I'm Jim Gaffigan. I'm an indoorsy person, right? So I just think that camping cross at train, yeah, cross train and be genuine about what it's really like in your office. Yeah, that's a great. So there's some great, great. So one thing that's interesting about that comment, oftentimes when we say, hey, how do we fix the problem? of anything, right? Met the answer from multiple people, including myself, really is, well, this is what's going on, so we need to stop and change or fix that issue. What Paul just mentioned here is changing the mindset. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Actually creating a new outcome rather than fixing the problem. The outcome is we want to have the best people working in the dental office, yeah. right? And that's what you just answered. I, I didn't think you'd come with us today, Paul. Oh, thanks. That, that is a really great angle and why we love talking to people about growth and dentistry because it is so different to so many people. And I love this proportion that thanks. it's changing the mindset of who, who's on your team, not necessarily how to stop people from leaving your office. Yeah, I mean, one of the things, thanks, I appreciate it. I mean, just yeah, how that awesome. value that's actionable is, Every single time we've done a lot of hiring over this pandemic, we just say to people, we do not, we invest in the process, not the outcome. If you're a Sixers fan, that might kit you a different way like me, but in, you know, trust the process. We say, Hey, Katie, so glad you want to be a hygienist here. Seems like about a great resume before you make a long-term commitment to us. So we make a long-term commitment to you. Come and observe for three hours in a no agenda way. Just wear your scrubs. We'll make you sign the HIPAA things. You don't tell Mrs. Smith recognize glaucoma or whatever it is. And you just <laughs> hang around with the hygienist and you can talk to a hygienist. So you're going to talk to our hygienist who happen right now to be Dahi, Devin, Ariel, and they're going to tell you what it's like. And you're then going to say at the end of that, I want to keep moving forward with working for you, or this isn't the place for me. We've done that with assistants, front desks, associate dentists, very important. So if people just did that, they just paused and said, hang out for three hours. If you pay, I don't pay them 30 bucks an hour if you want, pay them 20 bucks an hour. A lot of times I would ask, if I'm giving some advice, don't even ask to be paid because you don't even want to create that relationship yet. Just say, hey, come for three hours, see what happens, don't clean any teeth. And I believe that that will really help people make better hiring decisions and also better jobs to pick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because a lot of times after you've hired them, maybe you didn't spend that time. It's so, you. it's for some reason really hard for, well, first of all, and I'm making a generalization here, but most dentists are non-confrontational. So once you've, oh, yeah, sure. once, once you've hired them, it's 30, you know, you're with 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, and you still, and you know, you don't want them after three days, but you're like right. still 90 days into it. Right. So taking, take the time. I know that feels like you're, you feel like you're understaffed and you're rushed and you have all these patients, but it's going to, it's going to pay off by taking the time now before you even hire them to make sure that they actually fit in your practice. I love that yes. advice. Yeah. For that's sure. fabulous Thanks. advice. So we ask the same question to every guest. On everyone podcast. get ready. Yep. And the growth, uh, because growth is personal to everyone. So what does growth in dentistry look like to Paul Goodman? So to me, it was a mindset shift for me at the pandemic. So while I try to be a well-rounded person, I'm still a dentist at heart. I'm still a high achiever. So I think 
Our practice has to produce more. Our practice has to profit more. We need to buy more practice. We need to do more, more, and more. But when the pandemic happened in May, March of 2020, I made a commitment with my brother for us to care just about our own, as much about our own morale as money. So growth to me right now is for everybody who works in that dental office, especially the dentist who owns it. Because the dentist, having a dental practice, like having a three-year-old child that never grows up. I got a three-year-old child in my house. Some of it's great. Some of it is not so great. The great part, they're dressed up like a butterfly for Halloween. Look how cute. Not so great part. Tyrant in your home won't let you watch anything but Peppa Pig. How many Peppa Pig episodes can you oh watch? Oh my gosh. So back to this <laughs> is to say growth to me looks like the dentist sitting down with their team, but especially themselves and say, what is going to make my morale feel better when I walk into this office? unrelated to my profitability. And oftentimes that is going to take a short term dip in your profitability and you'll be happier. So I think that it's just kind of reframing what growth looks like to make sure you want to show up in the office. It's a place you want to walk into. And to me, it was just a really good time to reframe and recenter yeah. a bit during this pandemic. Way to, way to be really in tune because burnout, and I hope people take, 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 um, take, note. take note of that because, you know, People, I, we did a burnout campaign here at Dental Intel that got over 600 comments on an ad that like yeah. on burnout and like people are feeling that. And so if you feel like you're, if I love that. If you feel like you've been so focused on profitability and you're not happy, maybe, maybe now's the time to switch it up and feel more. Listen to listen. why Paul yeah. Goodman, uh, what growth in dentistry means to Paul Goodman. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, really, thanks Paul. Yeah. Well, sure. it's been really great. That time. Really good. This has been Growth in Dentistry, a dental intelligence podcast. Special thanks to our guest, Dr. Paul Goodman. You can find him by texting DREAMS to 215-543-6454 for personal coaching with, with um, Paul. That's the number you can you can text. And then texting JOIN to 215-543-6454 to follow Dental Nachos. That number will be below as well? Yeah, it'll be below and in our show notes. So you can find those links to that and other great information on our webpage at dentalintel.com. Thank you again to Curtis Marshall. Anytime. I love you that love that you're having here, my friend. And thanks to our marketing department for all their work on this podcast. My name is Katie Polson. Keep growing.